Welcome to Bundesliga Recap. I'll be recapping the winter break, the period that I've missed, and some of the transfers that have gone through. We'll start at the bottom of the table with Darmstadt. Have had a very unfortunate uh, restart to the season, only getting one point from the first four matches. Um, in a dominating a dominating loss, I guess, to Dortmund. Dom- Dortmund dominated really from minute one. Um, this has been a turnaround for Dortmund. I'll talk about them later, but so far, Darmstadt really didn't show anything in this game. They did get a 2-2 draw on their next one off of a 95th minute um, equalizing goal from Claire. But again, that's from a center back. They're not getting enough uh, production up front. And frankly, they didn't really deserve to get this draw anyways. Then you look at their game against Union, and it was another loss, one nothing. This one, maybe you think they could have got something a little bit more from it. But again, no finish uh, finish from them. Cannot find a goal to save their lives. And then they lose 2-0 against Leverkusen. This game, a little bit more respectable. They did get pretty much dominated. But only 2-0 against Leverkusen, which isn't bad. I would have expected, honestly, more from Leverkusen. But right now, Darmstadt are in terrible position. They're, 11, they're tied with Mainz on 11 points. They're four points behind Cologne. And Mainz has a game on hand, too, which you don't know if they'll win or not. Uh, against a, I'll talk about that game in a second because that's crucial. And then Union, who also has a game in hand, in 17th. So, again, very interesting predicament there. And they're, on, they're, on, they're at 15th, but they're on 17 points, six points ahead of Darmstadt. So, Huge issues, I would say, for uh, Darmstadt going on right now. Can't find goals. They only have two goals since the restart. And they're not finishing their chances. And they're creating a decent amount. So I think that's the biggest issue for them currently. And we'll re- I think we'll really see if they can push forward going through. But right now, I think that they could be in some serious trouble if they don't get some points quick. Just because if if they don't get points quick, it's it's a pretty much there could be a gap opening with between them and Cologne, and Cologne are currently four points ahead and they're in the 16th spot. So if that point gap widens, they could really find themselves stuck and relegated pretty quickly. Um, they didn't they weren't super active in the transfer window. Um, they brought in Sebastian Polter. Um. I think it's an interesting one from uh, Schalke. He's he's been fine, I would say, for um, Schalke. He's got five goal contributions. hasn't played a whole lot though, so I think that will be really interesting to see if how much he plays. Um, they get uh, Garrett Holtmann, which I think is a better um, transfer. He's been fine for Bolcom in previous times. Not the greatest finisher though, which is what they need. They got Julian Jovaston on loan, um, but overall, yeah, just not a whole lot from them uh, transfer-wise, and I th- really think they're the first team I would say is going down. I don't see any way they can make it back up. Moving on to Mainz. Mainz had a little bit of a different, um, little bit of a different comeback. They've only played three games. Uh, one was delayed between them and Union, which will be played uh, as of recording tomorrow. That's a huge game because Mainz currently sit in 17th on 11 points, tied with Darmstadt against an Union team who's placed 15th. So if Union can win, 
and open that gap, then it would be to nine points over Mainz. That would be huge because then it would really be putting Mainz in a terrible position. Mainz win that game, though. They're only one point behind Clone, and then they're only three points behind Union. So they can really close this. They can really close the gap quickly, or they could or they could find themselves in a really big hole. So this, I mean, this next game against them really can't be understated. Um, but their games they have played, 1-1 one, one draw with Wolfsburg. Um, pretty decent performance, I'd say. Uh, really even performance in for both teams. And uh, it didn't really look like either team uh, pro- proposed a huge threat. But uh, Sereny got the goal for Wolfsburg. And, uh, but uh, Vidmir on the wing got the um, goal from uh, Mites with the assist from Mwumbe on the other wing. So that's that was a pretty impressive uh, switch of play. They wouldn't find a goal in their next two games, so it was Frankfurt one one nothing as well as Werder Bremen. So not conceding, only conceding three goals in each of the games, but only scoring one. So again, they're having issues putting the ball in the back of the net, um, which they're the tied for the worst team in the league in it. But it's just not working out right now. They only have one win on the season. They're the only team with only one win. They have eight draws. But eight draws is only eight points, so they have they have a, the least amount of losses for any team in in really the relegation scrap right now. But they also have the most draws and they have the least amount of wins, so they need to figure out a way to start getting some uh, wins with their defense because their defense has been strong of recent. It's just they cannot find this. Um, they cannot really not find form outside of that and cannot find any attacking pressure. And I think that's another reason why Mainz could also, if they lose this game to Union, really separate themselves and put them and Darmstadt in a terrible position to get out. Um, that would also benefit the next team, Cologne, who've had a li- who again, have had a little bit more success uh, in the last four games. They have um, five points collected, not bad. 1-1 one, one draw against Heidenheim. In which they played pretty decent. Um, DV Selka scored, which again that's huge for them. He's got five goals. He's injured right now. Should return soon. But if he can get ten goals, that would be really huge for them. Um, but I mean, in this game, it was a pretty, uh, pretty even match, and um, I would say both teams deserve the point. Uh, then they lose four nothing again to Dortmund, who I've mentioned previously, they're on incredible form. Just not a great performance overall from Cologne. Um, really got blown open early in the 12th minute, and then early second half, it got put away quickly. Um, they probably should have got a goal looking at XG. They took a lot of shots, not a whole lot of high-value shots, but they did take a lot of shots. So I think that's a positive. But at the same time, it's not what you want. I mean, it's not really what you want, right? Uh, you need they need more quality chances, and right now against a Dortmund team that's in such good form, yeah, this game didn't go their way, way at all. But the next one, the next one, they get a point against Wolfsburg, pretty solid point, I would say as well. Didn't get played off the pitch too much. Wolfsburg, you could say, probably deserved the win in this one, but they don't get it. Um, the Ferid Adilu, um, the one of Clone's uh, talented players. Um, he's on loan though, which is unfortunate for them. He's on loan from Frankfurt, but he's 22 years old, super quick. Um, 
and he gets to goal. He gets their only goal in this one. And then another player that played super well was Max uh, Fingergraf, um, nineteen year old left back who just in this game he just played so well. Um, he had the most tackles in the match. He won the most duels. Like they were really pressing with uh, Wolfsburg were really pressing with Sarney, who's been so good for them. Um, and he, I mean, he was really handled so well by Fingergraf. So. They have a, a 19-year-old uh, prodigy, I guess, on that side, and they could really use him to be very helpful for them coming up. Uh, then they get their only win of the restart, which was huge, against Frankfurt. Um, the Their loney, um, Adilu, scores. That was, those are his two goals, so he's in good form. Uh, picked up an injury. Should be back before the end of February, though. Um, Lubitic uh, gets two assists. His only two goal contributions, but you'll take it. Jan Thielman, uh, he got the start and a goal. So maybe their attack is starting to click a little bit with those front three. So I, I would look to see how that factors into the team. Uh, looking at their transfers, they didn't do any, really any business. Um, they let a few of their like youth players go, go but they didn't really. Uh, it wasn't really too significant. So. Not much change for the January transfer window, but that win was huge. And if they can start picking up a little bit more points, um, they have a winnable next game against uh, Hei- uh, Hoffenheim and then Vitter Bremen. If they can get some kind of points from those two and really start separating themselves out of this relegation uh, automatic relegation scrap with Mainz and Darmstadt, then they can focus on climbing so then they can potentially even get out of the um, relegation playoff and i know that usually goes to the bundesliga team but no team wants to be in that position no team wants that risk to there to be there talking about union i don't think union will even be anywhere near that i really just don't see any way that they're close to that um it's just not how union have like i feel like played recent like of recent they've been much better um since they've gone back, they only got four points, though. They've had a tough schedule, to be fair to them. They started off with a goalless draw against Freiburg. Uh, pretty good performance, I would say, from Union. Ex- the back, especially the goalkeeper, had a very impactful performance. As it's, I mean, Frankfurt really should have scored, so positive for that. And then another positive, a one nothing loss against a Bayern Munich team that's pretty decent. I mean, they've been really good this season. Another top performance. Um from Renault, I mean, his ex- expected goals to shots face was 3.2. So he should have allowed like three goals, but he only allowed one. So he had a brilliant performance. And I mean, he's 31 and he's playing super well for him. So th- I think this is a, he's a key piece for Union to keep. One nothing. I don't think there's too much more to be said about this. They, they got dominated. It, it wasn't a good match for Union, but it's only one nothing against Bayern. You have to move on. The one nothing scoreline in this against Darmstadt does favor them, though, and this was a huge relegation scrap. Uh, Holderbach, I mean, what a player he's turning out for them. He got man of the match in this one. Three goals. This is He's got, um, I mean, what, this is his only goal since coming back, and he's only played in three of the matches. He has their only goal in the matches he's played. I mean, the, if you look at it, they only have um, one goal since coming back and that's Holderbach so again not good from the offensive side but defensive pretty solid they do lose to Leipzig with a red card um Openda and Sesko both get goals for Leipzig in a pretty 
comfortable win for uh, Leipzig overall. And um, I mean, not too surprising. But Union, I feel like Union, they're they're kind of ball bending over to the big teams, and they're just not putting up enough of a fight. And for um, the coach Yumich, uh, it's just not a great look. So I I think um, I think there's issues with that. And then um, transfers, they did do a bit. Uh, they paid four point nine million for uh, Jorb uh, Vestin, um, PSV Eindhoven striker. So uh, he did make a feature, um, 75 minutes. He wasn't great, but that was against Leipzig. So we'll see how he settles in. They got another striker in Chris Bieldi. Um, um, he was playing in Sivrat, which uh, in Switzerland, and he was playing. I get, he was playing fine, not to the level I think you might want. I mean, he. I mean, to be fair, his Champions League numbers did stink. Or his Champions League qual- I mean, his Champions League and Europa League numbers stunk. But his ten goals, three assists in the league, and on I mean limited minutes ish, uh, pretty solid for him. So earning his move. Um, again, he has not played well. Um, but he's only had a few minutes here and there. So I don't really understand bringing him in if they're not going to play him as much. They bring in Kevin Volk. Um, he's played a few the matches, all the matches so far. So um. I think that's a solid player that they can count on, obviously, but I think they're going to need um, a little bit more than that, um, him to step up a little bit more. Um, didn't release really anyone at huge except for Kevin Behrens, went to Wolfsburg, makes sense. Um, Schroeder Becker also left. Um, so, I mean, it, just exchanging two strikers, Schroeder Becker really hasn't played well this season, though. They loan Leonardo Benucci, who really, again, has been terrible. But other than that, just a bunch of youth players. So not a huge shakeup for Union, and they're in a decent position. But again, they have that huge match against Mainz. They win that. I They kind of push themselves really far away from that automatic relegation and could even really separate themselves five points away from that relegation qualifi- qualification. So that would be huge for them just because they're trying to stay alive this season after the disastrous start. Moving on to the team in 14th. Who've had a pretty decent start, I would say. Um, for them, at least, I think Boca not being able to score has been their issue, and they have four goals in four games, so they haven't been held scoreless at all. Each game only getting one, though. Their first one was a one-one draw against Vitor Bremen. This game sucked for Vols- for Boca. I mean, really even match. They get the opening goal in the 64th minute through Osterhaug. But then they give up a 90-plus third-minute equalizer, crushing three points. That's huge for them. Again, they're a team just trying to survive. They're six points off of the relegation qualifier, 10 off the automatic relegation. So they're kind of, they're, they've, they've moved away, but those two points would have been massive as well. Throwing it away kind of at the end is definitely a huge um, hurt. Then they go win against Stuttgart. This was a huge match. Not a game I thought they would win, but they do. Pretty remarkable, I would say. Um, Antwi Ajid um, gets an assist. He's definitely my favorite player on this team um, from Ghana. He didn't get the call-up for the African Cup of Nations, and he's been f- pretty decent. Uh, all his numbers have been really good through the uh, through the restart. And, um, I mean, honestly... 
he hasn't got the production with only one assist, but his numbers are starting to get better, and he's doing a lot more attacking actions and not as, and not always being the defender. Bernardo was the player of the match in this game. Again, left back. He's been so good for them this season. Probably their best player, I would say. Watching him is actually really fun, too. But overall, it's a really solid performance in this game. Um, then, again, like all the other teams I've mentioned, it seems like a, a loss to Dortmund. And I'll talk about Dortmund's kind of having a weak schedule, but again, they've played super well so far and have really uh, cemented themselves as um, a good team. But we'll continue talking about Bochum. Bochum, I mean, they don't get a they get a goal from an own goal um, from Schlotterbeck, but other than that, I mean, it was a really good performance from uh, Dortmund and Fulkrug who gets an assist. But then they move on to another point they got against Augsburg um, again. Blowing a, a win, just blowing a win. Bernardo gets uh, the man of the match, but they blew a win. They had the opening goal in the 33rd minute, held the lead until the 90-plus first minute when they conceded a penalty. Dimitrovic stepped up, buried it. Uh, so just, again, super disappointing. The good news is Moric uh, Bitterskulski, um, he's 23 years old, first goal in the Bundesliga this season. So huge, huge for that. Uh, maybe he can start playing much better for them and uh, become a decent striking option. On the transfer side, not a hu- not a huge. Um, uh, I mean, not nothing huge bringing in um, players out. Uh, mostly just um, just youth players. So again, not a not a huge not a huge transfer window from them. And I think it's pretty fine just because they're in a safe spot. Uh, Gladback tied on points with Bochum, having a disappointing season. Um, and I think it makes it even worse that they let go of Taram. And I know he was off, he, he went for a transfer fee. But um, still, I think that was the most disappointing part of this whole thing for them is Taram has been, I mean, it was actually, never mind, sorry, it was even a free transfer when they let him go. And um, he's been playing so well for Inter, and they just can't really get anything attacking going. They got a nice 3-1 win to start it off against Stuttgart, though. Hawk got a brace. Pifot got his first goal for the club. Huge. Uh, Robin Hawk, that's two, uh, those are his only two goals of the season. So, I guess for Gladbach, hoping that spurs him on. And then they would lose, but Pifot would get another goal. So, as an American, that's huge. He started um, very hot. And he's played super well for them, I would say. He has um, three goal contributions in the first four games. And, I mean, I don't know what more you could ask from a player that came in and has been kind of thrown into the deep end, started striker. And, I mean, he's been playing well for them. After that loss against Augsburg, they would get a huge point against Lever- uh, Leverkusen. Um, and this was maybe the most lopsided game in a long time I've seen. And it didn't go Leverkusen's way. Almost three expected goals. Uh, only four shots from Gladbach. Three of them were on target, but they just didn't make a huge effort to go. 28 shots from Leverkusen. But Gladbach withstand everything. Um, again, I mean, you can't you can't go out without noticing. Uh, Moritz Nicolas, the goalkeeper, a really nice performance from him. And overall, just a good defensive, solid performance from Gladbach. Huge, huge point there. Uh, then they would lose three nothing or three one to uh, Bayern. Uh, Ildevi getting the um, goal off of a Pifok assist, 
So that's huge. Again, American, but that was P Fox assist. But I mean, it's Bayern. They got a they nicked a point off of. I mean, they had such a such a tough um, come like um, two games. They've played Bayern and Leverkusen back to back, and they they get one point. So I think that's solid. I you kind of knew this game was going to come after that one. Uh, they got they kind of got hammered. It wasn't really close. Um, they opened up the scoring though, and then Bayern fired back quick three goals and won the game pretty handily. Uh, they have a DFB Pokal match. I think this is what they should prioritize. The DFB Pokal is relatively weak right now, and with this match coming up against a team that's pretty weak and Sauerbrocken, um, they're a third tier team. So losing to, I mean, losing to that would be really disappointing. And with them being in the third, uh, playing a third tier team, they could make the semifinals of this um, of the DFB Pokal, which Two of the teams are uh, two of the teams are second division teams, so there's definitely a possibility that Gladbach could walk out of a, tro- a trophy with this season, which would be remarkable for them. And with their standing in the league, I really want to see them put a lot of emphasis on the DFB Pokal. Moving on to Augsburg in twelfth, um, sitting decently comfortable, one point above Gladbach and Boca, seven points out of sixteenth, eleven points out of seventeenth. So I think there's. Pr- I mean, unless something really disaster happens, I think most the last three teams I've mentioned, including Augsburg, should be safe from 17th and 18th, but 16th is definitely still a possibility. Um, Augsburg, they've had a decent, I would say decent start. I mean, they got four points. Lost against Leverkusen and Bayern. The f- first game they got back was a 1-0 loss against uh, Leverkusen. And normally, I, as I've been saying, I'd be pretty fine with it. It would be pretty average, but it was a 90-plus fourth-minute winner from Leverkusen. I mean, Augsburg had them. And it wasn't because they outplayed them or anything. But they just, I mean, they had 24% possession. I mean, that's that's terrible. But they almost got away with it. They came so, so close, and they got a, and they, and Leverkusen got a last-minute winner. But, I mean, that point would have been really crucial. But it's, I mean, those are three points I think they probably expected to lose. Um, but the nice thing is they do get that 2-1 win I just mentioned on the other side for Gladbach. Um, Tietz and Ingles cancel out the PFOC goal, get the three points. Uh, Philip Tietz, he's got uh, four goals on the season, pretty solid striker. Um, and then Emir Dimitrovic, um, I, still playing so well. He got an assist in this one. Uh, his form has not really has not dipped at all. It's I I mean it's actually exploded. He gets an assist in this one, and then we'll transition to the other two. He got two goals against the Bayern in their loss. He got both goals, and then he got the only goal in their point against Boca. The Bayern loss, it was kind of it was kind of coming, but uh, I mean they kept him within one. I mean it was a last minute Dimitrovic penalty, but. I mean, without penalty XG, it was pretty close. It wasn't, they didn't get thumped at all. So I thought they really hang in there and stayed pretty well. And they didn't get out completely outclassed. But Dimitrovic, I mean, what a star this guy has been for this season. He gets the equalizing goal in the 90 plus first minute for Augsburg. Huge point um, saved against Boca. And that's the only reason why they have a get, and that's, that keeps their gap uh, of one point above them. And, I mean, huge for Augsburg to get that point. I mean, every point's going to matter to probably stay out of that 15th spot. But, again, men- mentioning 11 goals, 6 assists, 25 years old. 
he's definitely going to be looked at by other clubs. And in the summer, I would not be surprised if he went just because, I mean, he's been playing so, so good. Their transfer business hasn't been um, super, um, I mean, super interesting. They get Pepe Biel um, on loan uh, from Olympiagos. Um, he's, I think, I, maybe he's just, I think he's more of just a depth piece, uh, really. I, I don't think he'll impact too much on the team. Uh, they get Christian Jakic, a center back from Frankfurt. Um, he's featured in uh, three of the four games they've played, so maybe he, he plays a lot more. Uh, we'll see. A solid center back, nothing too fancy, though. Um, players out. Um, a lot of a lot of youth players, they, they do have a lot of them. Um, they lose Ayago, the left back. He didn't play a whole ton for them. But really, they didn't lose too much over this window. So, nothing to sweat, I think, in the transfer window for them. I didn't go over the transfer window for Gladbach, so I'll go back quickly. Pifok, I did mention uh, him, but again, he wasn't. He was brought in in the summer, so they didn't bring in any players. Um, players that went out were just um, were just really uh, youth players. So again, not a huge uh, loss or influx for them. A lot of teams in the Bundesliga. Unlike teams in like the Premier League or other ones uh, or other leagues that are facing relegation, teams in the Bundesliga pr- were pretty. Uh, I wouldn't are pretty calm, except for Union. Union was the exception, but they needed a lot of change. So I think that was pretty valid. Um, moving on to Wolfsburg, uh, Wolfsburg sitting eleventh, um, one point against one point up from uh, Augsburg. Wolfsburg have a decent. I don't know how you would classify it for them. Three one-one draws and one two-two draws. So they got four points from this. Haven't lost, but they've also played some pretty weak competition. Mainz, Heidenheim, Cologne, Hoffenheim. So not the competition you really want to be drawing. But if I'm going to talk about one player from them, it's got to be Velovich Sarny, um, the Czech Republic player. I mean, he has three goals in the. Um, I mean, in the league, and two of them have come coming back from um, winter break, so he's in really decent form for them. But overall, I think the biggest issue for them right now, I would say Jonas Vind. He has one assist coming back, and he just he hasn't scored since November fifth, so that's the huge issue. He's he's he has still has decent stats from his flying start, nine goals, five assists. And if he can be a 15, 17 goal guy somewhere in there, I think he will get to 15 with like maybe seven or eight assists. That's a super solid player and he's definitely worth it. But you need a little bit more from that. Um, Lover Meher, he's got um, a goal and or two goals and an assist over the comeback. But uh, talking about the other one, Hot, uh, Heidenheim, um, this was another one of Sarani's goals. Um, Really, really even match. Um, not much to, to cipher between the two teams. And then Cologne, this one prob- this one was much more dominant. Um, as I spoke earlier about when Cologne put, when I was talking about Cologne, uh, Wolfsburg probably should have won this. Uh, big shout out, I guess, to the American Kevin Paredes after getting it was his second goal of the year. Um, big goal, I would say, for Wolfsburg. I mean, getting another point, but. Again, just I think it's a little bit disappointing that four draws and can't get a win. Two-two draw against um, Hoffenheim. 
Again, not great. Pretty even match. Um, you get two goals from Meher, though. And so, again, just getting players in good form for Wolfsburg, I think, is so key. And I, I think I think they can rise. I really do. I think they have more talent on their roster than really what's being focused. They get Kevin Behrens in the transfer window. That's really been their only signing. Uh, again, just a lot of lone players, but nothing uh, really financial, substantial from them. Uh, Heidenheim, if you want to talk about nothing substantial coming in, I mean, that's really what they, they've, uh, they've brought in. They haven't brought anyone in. And they haven't let anyone go. So they've done absolutely no business. And I mean, that's pretty expected. They're a smaller club. But again, four draws for them. Same same thing as the Wolfsburg. They're currently one point ahead of Wolfsburg. And they get four draws as well against Cologne, Wolfsburg, Hoffenheim. So not points you really want to be dropping. I think they definitely have to get a win in one of those. Uh Beck gets a gets their goal um, in the game against Cologne off the bench. Um, that was his first goal and only goal of the season. Their game against uh, Wolfsburg. Uh, that um, that was a goal by Jens. It was an own goal, but again, not a great performance. Again, super. I mean, let's talk about from that Wolfsburg side. That was a super easy even match. Their one one draw against Hoffenheim. It was solid, I would say. Um, Dinsky scored, so good to get him going. Hoffenheim probably could have won this match, though. Uh, that was uh, Ederden Dinsky, uh seventh goal of the season, so he had cooled down, and before then, he scored in uh, no, at end November or December twentieth. But 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 then before that, it wasn't from October twenty eighth. So he's been scoring more sporadically after his super hot start to the season. So. Overall, getting him going is a key for Hoffenheim, or not Hoffenheim, Heidenheim. Uh, then they get a nil-nil draw against Dortmund. This was a pretty big draw, as I've spoken many times earlier throughout the episode. Dortmund have actually had a really, really good start to the season or start to the winter after the winter break, and so getting his draw was huge. Uh, their backline played outstanding, including Minka, who got uh, player of the match. I mean, he was really brilliant. Like, and Kevin Mueller in goal was also very good, uh, saving over a XG face. So, again, really good job from ha- uh, Hoffen- or Heidenheim's defense. And, I mean, really impressed that they're 10th. I mean, let's just go back to the se- start of the season when everyone said they were going down. So, I think really, really impressive that they're still up in 10th. And, I mean, they're so far out of the relegation zone. They're 10th with so many teams in, in between them and 16th. Nine points ahead of 16th and really far, 13 points out of 17th and 18th. So very far out of the positions to go down and really positive season for them overall. Vetter Bremen, they've had a really, really hot start. They drew 1-1 with Bochum. Not great. Uh, Stark got that uh, late-minute goal, as I talked about, for Bochum side. And that was huge. Uh, getting one off the corner there, um, that's a nice point. Gave them confidence as they go and beat Bayern Munich. I mean, what a performance. Did they get dominated? Yes. Should they have lost? Yes. But they did it, and they held strong. And really, who held strong was uh, Michael Zeter in uh, goal. I mean, what a performance he had. I mean, again, 
the goalies I've mentioned so far, I mean, 1.3 shots ex- or expected goals saved. And, I mean, the whole team played so well defensively. Like, everyone is in green on, on the ratings. And, I mean, everyone was – you could see it in the match highlights. And even watching bits and pieces of the match, everyone was committed to the defense. And that was very impressive. Then they played, like, an almost completely different game against uh, Freiburg. And they get a three-one win, penalty from Dusch Nemechka in the forty or in the fifty-third, and then uh, Martini in the ninety-plus third. I mean, Grifo did tie it up for Frank or for Freiburg, but Bremen to get uh, get that three-one win, huge. Dominated a lot in this game, and overall definitely deserved the win. They're in twenty-six. They're at twenty-six points, two above Heidenheim. Only two back of Freiburg in seventh. So there's a decent chance that they could... I, I, I There's an outside chance they can fight for um, uh, fight for European spots, but a really solid chance they'll stay mid-table right where they are. And I think they're fine with that. Uh, then they did get one more win um, this weekend uh, with a second-minute goal from Dusk against Mainz. Again, another pretty comfortable win for them. And overall, I mean, again, they've got they're starting to get their attack coming. Namishka, um, he's had four goals in the season. He's played very well since the restart, and then um, getting one goal that huge uh, one goal against Freiburg, which was a very big goal for them. And then Dursch continuing to play well, nine goals on the season. The last two games, he's found the back of the net. So again, huge for them. Starting to get a lot more going forward. And then Tatera in this game, again, was so good. Um, saved another over an expected goal on Shot's face. So really good from him. So, I mean, he's been really good for them overall, keeping Shots out of the net. And with Dusk and Namichka finding form, I definitely think they can keep this purple patch of form going and maybe keep this three-game win streak going as well. Uh, not a huge, again, like, like most teams, not a huge bit of business really um maybe the most notable signing um was Yuli, uh Julian Martini uh center back 2.1 million um coming from uh Argentina I think this is a really good signing he's 22 years old he's a really nice prospect and could be very beneficial for them uh he hasn't he I mean he did get a goal against Freiburg so that's positive but not playing a not playing a whole lot right now and I think he um, definitely will start getting getting more minutes as it goes but I think he's more of a project as uh, Vera Raymond see it and they haven't really let anyone go so again not huge business but they do make a decently big signing for that for them uh, Hoffenheim They've had the opposite of effect as Vitter uh, uh, Bremen has. They've had a pretty terrible start, only two points. 3 nothing loss against Bayern. Kind of got dominated in this match. Didn't really show any bit of life. Then they uh, lose 3-2 to uh, Freiburg, even with Freiburg getting a red card. Again, did not look good. Pellegrino Monterazzo, um, under, maybe, maybe under a little bit of pressure um, after this. They're still in eighth place, so I mean, not close to relegation or anything, but a mid-table performance after the start they had to the season 
will be a little bit disappointing. I'll mention Veghorst and Bier both played very well in this game. Veghorst gets a goal. He only has five this season, which, again, disappointing. They need more out of him. Maximilian Bier, though, only 21 years old, and he's got eight goals on the season, so he's been much of the better pair, and he got his only assist in this one as well. Then they got two points from the last two games. Uh, they drew 1-1 with Heidenheim. Again, not a great performance, but Krummerich got a penalty late into the first half stoppage time. He played decently well in this one, and they had a 2-2 draw with Wolfsburg. Uh, Bieter and Promel both getting goals, so not great overall, I would say. But, it, it I mean, it's not been the ideal start, and if they really want to keep challenging for Europe, as now they're uh, considerably farther back with five points gap to Frankfurt. So, if they want to really challenge for Europe, they've got to push soon and quick. So we'll see. And if they don't push, uh, push now, then I think Europe could definitely slip away from them, and they could just be a solid mid-table team. So points now are huge, uh, crucial for Hoffenheim um, when going about their uh, transfer business. They get a left back on loan from Benfica, David Josek. Um, but that was their only player they've brought in. Um, and they've just really given out uh, youth players. They haven't um, lost anyone huge except for Kevin Volk to Union, like I mentioned earlier. He wasn't playing all the time, though, and that's not the biggest loss for Hoffenheim overall, although it's a veteran leader that you are losing. So, I mean, maybe we'll see if that was maybe the reason why they've been faltering, but I I, re- I wouldn't say so completely. Uh, Freiburg, very mixed result, uh, four points. They drew 0-0 with uh, Union. And the game they definitely should have won. They had 1.79 expected goals, some huge chances. And, I mean, Mikhail Gregorich really should have scored in this match. Um, his expected goal says so. Uh, Roman Saloy also probably should have scored. So, again, just not getting that production, that finishing that they need. Uh, they do get the win against Hoffenheim, or yeah, Hoffenheim as I just spoke on. Holler, Grifo, and Salai actually do finish in this game, and all three of those goals uh, help crucially get the three points again. And then they lose the next two, three, one against uh, Vetter Bremen in a game they really looked out of from the start, and then um, a three-one loss against Stuttgart, another one that where they really just got dominated from from minute one and they got a goal from uh kubler in the really really late into the first half of stoppage time but it wasn't it wasn't even close to enough in that one so interesting from freiburg not in the greatest position two points ahead of hoffenheim on 28 or freiburg's on 28 two points ahead and hoffenheim on 26 three points behind frankfurt on 31 so not great when it comes to that um fighting for that spot but overall not they're not in the worst position. I think it could be better. We'll see, though. Um, transfer business, as Freiburg usually does, pretty quiet. Um, biggest move they made was uh, Florent uh, Muska, uh, 1.1 from Paderborn. Um, usually plays um, attacking mid, but can play a whole host of positions, including out wide on the left. Um, he's made two appearances. Both very little minutes, so only combining for 11 minutes. So we'll see. I think he's more of just a depth piece. He was been pretty decent, though, for Paderborn in the second Bundesliga this season. Seven goals, four assists, and been really solid creatively for them. 
So I definitely think he could find himself in some key positions for them. Uh, players out, no, no one really. So not not a huge loss for them, and they can bring in a, definitely a depth piece that could help Freiburg and get some crucial goals throughout the season. Uh, Frankfurt, again, another really interesting uh, start. They only play uh, three games, um, so I mean that's a that's a little little bit different. Um, or, well, actually, no. They play the four games. They do. They have some weird club friendlies uh, in there, but um, their first one, a light one nothing win against Leipzig. That was a huge win. Canal uh, scored in the seventh minute, and they held on really brilliantly. Uh, Three point five expected goals for Leipzig. So, I mean, the performance that uh, Kevin Trapp put in was outstanding, and the whole defensive as a whole. I mean, they have to really thank uh, Sesco and Openda for not being able to finish anything. But other than that, I mean, a really good performance from uh, Frankfurt as they're still holding on to this sixth spot, three points ahead of Freiburg, like I had mentioned. And then, um, I mean, they are um, five points behind uh, Leipzig currently, but who knows what that could happen to that gap. If they can close that, then they can really give it maybe a role for the um, Europa League spot instead of the Europa Conference League. Um, then... Looking at it, they also have. Um, I mean, they have. They have definitely um, some games where. I mean, some games in the stretch have just been confusing. Like the two-two draw they had against Darmstadt. Um, they get. I mean, they almost have a win, and then they concede in the ninety-plus fifth minute. So really disappointing in that dropping point. Unnecessarily, uh, super unnecessary points against the lowest team in the Bundesliga, the worst team. So. Uh, yeah, that one was disappointing. Uh, and Kulko gets a goal, Knauf gets a goal, Klasnich and and DB both get assists. So, not I mean not bad offensively, but conceding that goal late, huge blow. Then they do get a one nothing win against Mainz. Uh, Goltza gets a goal. So I mean the consistently consistency from their attacking production hasn't been great. And then Marmouche um, coming back from uh, Egypt. Um, so, I mean, that's been interesting. Cologne, then they lose to Cologne 2 nothing with two red cards. Just a super sloppy match from them. And they concede, they concede after both red cards, almost directly after both red cards. So that's just super disappointing for, from them. Uh, you, just, you just can't, you just can't con- have two red cards in a game and really consider your, yourself to have a chance in that one. So, yeah, disappointing on that front. Uh, looking at their transfers coming in, I think their biggest acquisition and the one I'm really excited for. Now they have they have two strikers that they bring in that are huge, and or actually three. So this is the really interesting part. Frankfurt have struggled to find someone, and Marmouche I feel like can play play with a lot of different um, players throughout the team. Um, they've been super active though. Um, be, ever since they lost Kumawani last year, it's been tough, and they sold him for so much money, almost like a, a hundred million uh dollars. So again, huge, huge point from there. But then they really haven't spent a whole lot. And a lot of that went to the club's finances, which needed a bit of help. Um, they lose Lucas Alario, not a huge loss on the season. Um, he he had it. He had been on loan, or he hadn't been on loan, but now he's on loan to Internacional. Uh, so, 
uh, or actually 3.1 million feed to him, so not a huge loss. He hasn't been playing great. They lose Santos Pereira, who I I was a fan of. I really was. Um, and I mean, I I just don't understand um, that. But I guess you move on, and then um, Kristen Jakic to Augsburg, uh, and just not a huge one on loan, so that's not a huge loss. Um, and I mean, their losses were a lot less than the, who they brought in. They bring in Hugo Ikatiki on loan, and I think he could be such a young, talented player. He didn't play great in his first match, but he only had 13 minutes, so you can't. I wouldn't count that too much. Uh, this season for PSG, he hasn't really been given that much. He had really hasn't been given any time at all. He's also injured. Uh, last season didn't play great, but he's so so talented, and he can be such a great player for them. I think in the f- coming up this season, they get Jean Baoita from um, Angers, eighteen year old player again, super super talented, and unlike and unlike. Um, Iguatiki, he's permanent. Five goals, two assists in league in league two in France. So, um, not great numbers, but again, he's eighteen, so super young and inexperienced. They get Robin Cook on a free transfer from Leeds. I think he's a really good signing for them. Solid piece. Twenty, uh, or he actually they've just ex- uh, extended the loan. Um, so my bad on that, but again, he's been really solid for them. So extending that loan is key. Then they get Sasa Kalashnish. Um, I think he's got one assist, so not great start, but I think he can be super, super good for them. He's on loan from Wolves. He'll go. He sh- he's slated to go back, but he could be bought from for Frankfurt. And I think and he found so much success in Stuttgart and his original sit in the Bundesliga. So I think he could find some real success with them. Moving on to Leipzig. Really terrible start to this. They lose one nothing to Frankfurt. Just talked about that game. They could not finish at all. And, I mean, just to tell you, Openda had 1.47 expected goals. I mean, so much. Uh, 0.03 from Seskel, so not a ton missed from him. Javi Simmons was so good in this game. Uh, but he, I mean, he had over 7.5 expected assists. So that just shows you he was feeding so many balls in, and they just and he still lost this game. Disappointing. Then they lose in a really, really tough game against Leverkusen. They go up, then they concede. Then Openda gets another gets the lead back. Then they concede again, and then they concede in the ninety plus first minute to Leverkusen, giving Leverkusen the three points. Just an, just a huge collapse, and really you you can't afford that to do it again against the Leverkusen team. And dropping points like that is huge, hugely costly. Is now losing three games in a row to start it. They've now dropped to fifth, and as I spoke, they're five points ahead of Frankfurt, um, one point behind Dortmund, so not great. Um, but, I mean, you have to speak on Leverkusen being so good, but Xavi Simmons, Openda both get goals in this game. Super positive, I would say, for that. Then they finally get the win back in the points. Three points against Union, Openda, and Sesco, both starting uh, center forward, so that's really positive. Openda um, scores his 14th of the season, which is absolutely brilliant. Sesco on his fifth, so he's starting to find form. And from such a young t- pairing, that's huge. Um, transfers. They uh, really only bought in Alif Elmaz, $26 million. He could factor in a lot. He really hasn't played like at all for them, but 
I mean, as an injury replacement, not bad at all. Um, they don't they don't really lose anyone. They lose um, Timo Werner. I don't think that was he hasn't been he didn't really play for them almost at all through the season. So again, not a huge loss. They use ML Fulsburg to the New York Red Bulls, interlinked with Leipzig. So again, not super surprising, but Forsberg, um, again, not a huge loss. So not nothing losing too much. Um, but I did, I've spoken about Dortmund quite a bit in this season and, or this episode, and now we'll actually speak on them. They get a three, nothing win against Darmstadt, four, nothing against Cologne, three, one against Bochum and then tr- draw Heinheim. So, I mean, having a week scheduled against Darmstadt, Cologne and Bochum, all of those teams within the bottom, uh, five teams in the Bundesliga. So very good, easy start to the season. And, and to be fair to them, they've capitalized three, nothing win against Darmstadt. Expected goals uh, showed that really should have been the result. Um, huge confidence bu- booster, I would say, for the team. Um, Bino Gittin, Sabitzer both get assists. So does Gene Sancho coming back. We'll talk about him in a second. Makuku and Royce off the bench get goals. Um, they scored the first goal in the 24th, then Royce and Makuku, and uh, closer to the end of the game, finished it off. So um, pretty comfortable win in that one. Cologne, 4 nothing win. Again, just beating up on teams, you should. Malin gets a brace. Full crew gets a penalty goal. Makoko again off the bench gets a goal. Jane Sancho looked really, really positive. Doesn't get a goal contribution, but again, looked so good in this match. So I think um, with him continuing to improve his confidence, it's only going to be better and better. And then they get a hat trick out of Full Krug. I mean, what a player he's been for them. And I know he was criticized, but he's got 14 goal contributions for them. And he's been in a difficult situation. He he moved to this team, and he's been asked to play in a different role. Not the guy anymore, a guy, and he's been playing very good. So I don't think there's any really too much criticism on this. Mukuku, as he had scored two goals in the previous two games, struggled. But it's fine, especially when full crew gets a um, uh, hat trick. Then against Heidenheim, it was a really tough match for Dortmund. They just could not break it, break Heidenheim down. 70%, 70% possession and kind of the Dortmund way of kind of, I mean, we've seen it under Terzic time and time again, waste, really wasting uh, possession and not really making too many shots out. So that was a disappointing performance against the best, by far the best team they've played in these four games. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how they perform against um, Freiburg and Wolfsburg in the next two games and including how they play in the Champions League against PSV Eindhoven. So these next three games for them will be crucial and really show me how good this Dortmund team is and can they stay in the spot there which are at currently, which is um, uh, fourth and 37 points, one point against ahead of Leipzig, who's in fifth, three points behind Stuttgart. So they could really catch Stuttgart, but right now in a decent position, looking at transfers, um, players in Ian Matson from Chelsea, um, left back youth player. He's played really well from them, uh, so far in these four games, he's played every minute and he's got an assist and he's played really, really well. So that could be a huge pickup on loan though. So not permanent, but we'll see how well, I mean, maybe if they try and bring him back, Jane Sancho on loan, as I spoke about. Those are the players they brought in. Huge loans, and I think they they're definitely been impacting positively so far. Um, letting players go off for a bit. Um, Jaden uh, or Giovanni Reina on loan 
Um, that's a big one they'll lose, but I, I don't think it's a huge issue. So not losing really anyone for them. Uh, Stuttgart, again, an interesting one. They've they've played f- uh, five games, including a DFB Poco match today. Really brutal one against Leverkusen, which they lost 3-2. to two. But we'll talk about their league games. They start off rough, a loss to Gladbach and Bochum. Then they get a 5-2 win against Leipzig, which was just huge. I mean, it's really a statement. Uh, Undav gets a hat trick. I mean, super positive while um, Grassi's been away for international duty. Then they come back and get a 3 nothing uh, or 3-1 win. Undav, Fulrich, and Middlestadt all getting goals. Again, super positive up on that front line. And then they lose today um, 3-2. to Just super disappointing all around. Um I don't know. I mean, it came so close to winning it, and then a 90th minute winner from Leverkusen. So Leverkusen are just, I mean, in real, I mean, it's really remarkable right now how they're doing this uh, comeback train. But I mean, just super disappointing for Stuttgart in this one. But starting to get on the right track in the league right now. Um, they're three points ahead of Dortmund in fourth, four points ahead of Leipzig in fifth. So um, they need to continue getting points and. Um, their, their next coming up match against Mainz, Darmstadt, and Cologne. Those These next three games, all must wins, I would say, for them. Just to keep up uh, performances and so they can really keep fighting for this Champions League spots. Because I think anything less would be super disappointing. Uh, then going on to talk about Bayern. So Bayern's still second. And I'm ready to say Bayern are going to win the league. So they lose. So coming back from this. From the... Uh, the winter break, they've played five, including the makeup match against Union. They win their first one against Hoffenheim. Um, pretty comfortable game, standard Bayern game, I think, this season. Uh, nothing much to it, I would say. Um, pretty solid uh, win overall. Uh, Musiala gets two, Kane gets his pretty much token goal. And overall, I mean, Musiala played super good. Sonny gets two assists. So the three players that have been by far the best players from Bayern all combined. Uh, Bayern, and then they lose to Bremen in a match that just doesn't make sense. They had 68% possession, created a ton of shots, ton of expected goals, just could not find the net. Dropped three points there. That's a huge loss, but then they go win against Union thanks to a goal from Guerrero. Um, so not a, another not great performance, but they get the job done. And then I've spoken against uh, the game against Augsburg. This one wasn't a great game, but Kane, Davies, and Pavlovich um, goals all combined in just enough. And then the 3-1 win against Gladbach really put their stamp down in this game. Pavlovich gets another goal. Um, so, I mean, he is a talent. Alexander Pavlovich, 19 years old, center defensive midfielder, two goals in the last two games. And, I mean, he's so good. He started He started in these games, and I, I really think he could, he, he's the next guy that, that's up. Um, with Kimmich out a little bit longer, maybe he gets some more game time, and I think he could really, really be impactful for this team. Talking about transfers, players in Brian Zaragoza uh, on loan. I, I wonder how much he plays, uh, really. He's injured right now. It seems like he should be back, though, because um, he just had a flu, so nothing too bad. Um, they get Sasha Bully uh, on a permanent $31 million from Galatasaray for the 23-year-old uh, right back. I think this is a good move. I, 
Um, Thomas Tuchel's had a really t- tough time trusting any of the other right backs, and I think he could be good. Eric Dyer comes on alone, maybe one of the most confusing moves of all time. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's just very interesting. Uh, players out, um, just loaning a bunch of um, youth players. So, again, not not losing much, not bringing in a ton, but Bowie could be a really good um, serviceable right back for them. Leverkusen. I mean, they've played five games, won four of them, only had that one draw against Gladbach, but, I mean, the last-minute winners they've had, the last-minute winner against Augsburg, and their 1-0 win, last-minute winner against Leipzig, and their 3-2 win. Um, They get two goals um, from Tella in the um, Darmstadt game, and then they get another last-minute goal from Jonathan Ta. So, Really disappointing, I think, for Leverkusen. They've had to rely on so many last-minute goals. For three out of their four wins, last-minute goals. So I think that shows you they're weak, and they're not as strong as they have been. And a lot of it's been due, I think, to the injuries to key players right now, especially up top, and it's really just Victor Boniface. I mean, coming back maybe early April-ish, so not great. And without him, they've looked vulnerable up top, and they're having to rely on all this stuff. They do bring in Borja um, Iglesias in a move that kind of makes sense on loan. Um, he's been pretty solid uh, this season, but we'll see. And I don't know how much he'll play, but he could be a decent uh, factor. They don't lose much. at or they really don't lose anything. So I think that was the key. Everyone's talking about, oh, let's go buy Leverkusen players. And a lot of that was a lot of talk. And I just, I'm so glad they kept it. And that really creates this strong title race. And I'd really be a fool if I didn't talk about this game coming up between Bayern and uh, Leverkusen. This will decide the title race. Bayern win it, title race is over. Because I don't think Leverkusen have enough team to go under like invincible like they have so far. But if they can stand tall against Bayern and at home and get a win, then I think they definitely have a really good shot at this title. I think their odds I mean their odds increase significantly and overall I think they could really, really go for it. But if they don't win, they're in some serious trouble. I think I think the draw favors Bayern. I know they would still Leverkusen would still have their two point lead, but I mean, I, I just don't see the, the replicabil- replicability of these last-minute goals staying. So, again, huge match coming up. I still think Bayern's going to win this match, and I still think Bayern's going to win the title. I just I don't see it. Harry Kane has 24 goals. I mean, he's still chugging along. So, that will do it for this week's, or this week's Bundesliga recap episode. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. Bye.